Welcome to the show after the show. My name is Amadeus. With me is Eden Kendall. As always, we are your hometown morning show on 99.9 Gator Country, and I am about to geek out of my skin right now. <laughs> in, in more ways than one. One as a fanboy. Yes. And the other as a science nerd. Yes. I mean, it's all those things. We are going to be talking today with Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist, and just, I think there's four great minds ever on this planet. Copernicus was one, Stephen Hawking, uh, Carl Sagan, and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm just in awe of this guy, and I can't believe we're going to get the chat with him. I have very little to say to him, so I would like to call a, a statement. Can I Can I reserve this? Yeah. The only thing I think I can come up with. Okay. And that's from his Twitter page where he wishes everyone a merry perihelion, which is, was evidently yesterday. We're recording this on the 5th, and that was the 4th, which okay. is the... Uh, well, we'll let him explain yeah, what it means. Absolutely. But I want to be able to say, and then I had to um, go back to his Twitter to pull it up just so I have it ready because that word is dangerously close to another word that is the little spot in your under nether regions. Wait, what? what okay, are you never mind. About? Perihelion sounds like a different word, perineum, which is. Oh. Like, I don't want to wish him a merry one oh, of those. Yeah, I know I that. I mean, word. I do wish him a merry one of those, but that's. Isn't there like a shorter word for that? Yeah, there thing. is. <laughs> does, does, wait, does, does, it start not, with a, does it start with the letter T? And ends with it, too. Okay, yeah, yes. so it's like TNT? Yes. Okay, yeah, I think I know And what I don't even about. know if I got that word, the medical term, right. I just think I remember it from well, childbirth. as soon as you said it, I think I remember that <laughs> that thing. So. so I pulled it up, so it's right in front of me. So when I say it, I can say it correctly. Cool. Oh, uh, you're like, cool. <laughs> I guess. I, yeah, definitely don't say it incorrectly. That would be, can you imagine how embarrassing, that would be one of the great, most embarrassing stories ever. I'm looking that word up right now just to see if I got it right. <laughs> I, hope I, don't, I hope it doesn't have any illustrations. <laughs> and I hope you don't get flagged, uh, you know, from work for looking up that word. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's the word, all right. Oh, there's, oh, there's a lot. <laughs> now look up the other word, the TNT word. Um, no, that's the, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no sorry. No sorry. All right. Is your um is your friend about to call? Let's let's look. Good morning. This is Neil deGrasse Tyson here. Well, hello there. <laughs> those, How are you? Those are the coolest hello. words I've I, ever I, heard in my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I misread the start time of this. I thought it was at the top of the hour, so I'm sorry about that. But we can move. We got. We're, we're still good. If you're still good, we oh, we are, are better so than good. good. Absolutely. I've been so excited, and today I've been so nervous. I've been going to the bathroom. I've been peeing all morning. <laughs> but we're not going to ask you if you have been. Yeah, I'm uh, sure you're but, not. But we did want to find out if you had a merry perihelion. Oh yes, I indeed I did. Thank you for asking. You know, you got to have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and and what is it again? <laughs> <laughs> it helps to know what it is before you can have a merry version of it. It does. Uh, yeah, perihelion. So Earth's orbit around the sun is not a perfect circle. So. Some parts of the year it's a little closer, some parts it's farther. And in January, Earth is at its closest point to the sun in the entire year. And uh-huh. happens on January 4th. So it's not that much closer. It's like 3% closer than in July. But it's still a mo- It's an astronomical moment that go- usually goes unrecognized and uncelebrated. And I, I joke because the other, uh, you know, there's, there's perihelion and then there's, 
aphelion, A-P-H-E-L-I-O-N. That typically happens around July 4th, so six months after January 4th. So I, I typically tell people, um, this is celebrated all, if you, have, if you see astrophysicists um, shooting fireworks, it's because it's celebrating <laughs> on July 4th. That's awesome. Well, we're talking yeah. with Neil deGrasse Tyson this morning, or Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was telling Eden off uh, before we started the podcast, I don't think I've ever seen it written as doctor. Do you prefer doctor, or how do you prefer to be addressed? Dr. Neil to you. Dr. Ah. Neil, perfect. Then no. Dr. Neil. Just Neil. <laughs> Neil. You know, it's Just funny because, because I know Just you really... Neil because no, there's, a, there's a philosophy behind that. The moment you start layering um, uh, honorifics and titles... That implies you should listen to me because of my title rather than because I'm actually making sense. And so I always want to be on the side of making sense, uh, especially since there are people with titles that don't make sense at all. <laughs> Let me tell you something, so, Neil. Yeah. I will cry before this interview is over. That almost brought me to tears hearing you say that. You're, you're so uh, – another thing I was telling Eden, I feel like after Copernicus and, and Stephen Hawking and Carl Sagan, you are like the greatest mind that's ever walked this planet. No, 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 no. It's just the, I'm the, just more visible than, than <laughs> other people. Right? I, I have a Twitter following. You know, Einstein didn't have a Twitter following, I don't think. That's true. So. But speaking of visibility, can we talk really briefly, because a lot of people know you from Big Bang Theory, and it's kind of how you became the superstar that you are. I mean, people obviously who, who know science knew you, but I'm somebody who wouldn't have known you before that. So was that oh. was that a difficult decision for you to do that? To agree to do the Big Bang Theory? Yes. So, uh, so here's, here's what it is. I have a deep appreciation and respect for the arts, capital A arts. So, um, you know, novelists, uh, uh, um, uh, sculptors, poets, uh, cartoonists. And if they ever call me, because they want me to add a little science to what they're doing, I'm there. I'm, I'm all in anytime that happens. And so, so they said, oh, would you mind doing a little cameo in the big man? Of course I'm going to do that. I'm not going to say no to that. I was even a, an animated furry mammal in Ice Age 5. Oh, I my bet you gosh. didn't know there were four other Ice Ages. <laughs> 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 That's awesome, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like it all makes sense because we, you and I are not that far apart in age. I'm a little bit younger, but I know that you grew up with with you know Ray Bradbury and Star Trek and Carl Sagan's Cosmos, which were also the things that influenced me as a child. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm a sci-fi geek, and so getting to know you through Big Bang, like really, really, it, I, it was a very endearing moment for me. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you. And I was a little worried that my acting skills weren't up to, you know, because I'm not an actor, right? I, I don't know how to emote for a camera. Um, so my, I have two cameos. The first was in season three, and I get a little dust up with Sheldon on the status of Pluto because I was implicated in the demotion of Pluto. Uh-huh. <laughs> get, get over it, is all I tell people now. <laughs> but then they, they invited me back for, in there for the last season. I think it was season eight. And I, I think I was a little better in that one. They had a they scripted something fun for me. And it's just, it's the funnest 24 hours that I ever spend. I fly out in the morning, we shoot, I come back at night, and it's like, and I'm helping the arts. I, I say that's how I feel about it. And so, yeah, I'm all in for that. 
I thought having you and um and Dr. Hawkins on that show just oh. really <laughs> which really showed yeah. like what great minds that you guys are and were because you're willing to kind of go with that flow and make science fun. Yeah, I think it's 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 not just fun where, like can you crack a joke? Although there's some very fun science jokes. Like one of them is never trust atoms. Why? <laughs> Because they make up everything. <laughs> okay, that one is safe for elementary school. That's right? a good dad joke, yes. That's a great dad I love it. joke. It's a science dad joke. Um, right, so, so there's science jokes, but more, more broadly, I want to attach science to the pop culture that I n- know in advance that you embrace. Because I don't have to teach you the pop culture. That's the definition of pop culture. Right. right? You, you know who Beyonce is, even if you've never bought any of her albums. There's certain people, places, ideas that are in our culture. And the, I have found, especially through my podcast, Star Talk, that the more I know about pop culture, the more ways I have to attach science to it. So that you walk away with extra science that's part of what you already cared about that day. And, and, and I found that that's a way to infuse science in places it would have never otherwise reached. Well, one of the things you have in common with a lot of pop stars, a lot of country stars, is selling out venues. And I know Amadeus, if you can't already tell, he's a fan. Um, he he <laughs> came back from the last time you were here in town, having been at your show, just raving and raving and raving. So you've got one coming up for your book tour, and we definitely want to talk about that but i mean you you're not you're not talking to someone pretending to be a fan i mean this guy was like yeah i was there uh, i don't know if you remember this particular night um neil but it was the night that some ripples from the big bang were coming back through and and the scientific community was gathering information and the enthusiasm that you had that night was infectious at the florida theater excellent excellent well so yeah i mean that's because i'm i'm a participant in that in that world of science, right? And so I feel is obligated the right world, or is it my duty to, or is it just love to take that enthusiasm and share it with you, right? Because why, why should I be the only one who's joyous about the latest black hole discovery or the latest um, multiverse ideas? I mean, these are, these are things for us all because they involve the entire world and our universe. So... So yeah, I'm, I'm back now. It's it's a um, the title is the Cosmic Perspective, which happens to be the subtitle of my latest book. It's it's called Starry Messenger: Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. However, the book is very detailed about things that go on in our lives and what they look like if you're scientifically literate, and and they look different, by the way, or 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 if you're scientifically literate, they look. You can have deeper thoughts about whatever it is you held strong opinions on. The whole book is an exploration of that. This talk specifically, however, I take more steps back and I say, what, what kind of brain wiring is a cosmic perspective? And how does it leave you viewing the world when you walk out that evening? And I will, I will never grow accustomed to the fact that thousands of people come to hear me talk at a theater. It's like... Okay, I, I have to remind them at the beginning. You realize you just took time out of your evening to listen to an astrophysicist. <laughs> and so people are generally warm in that comment, but I, I mean that seriously. Just uh, I, I don't know that I'll ever grow accustomed to it. Is it like, and because I haven't personally been, um, 
Is it like a regular Florida theater show? I'm asking both of you guys, uh, where the bar is open and they are selling some snacks and stuff too. <laughs> well, <laughs> well That's... okay. I'm neither singing nor dancing. Okay, nor do I play. Right, an instrument. of course not. <laughs> Neil, you don't play an instrument, but you are one of the biggest rock stars I have ever known. I mean, oh. you are going to your show. It's electrifying. You can feel the energy in the room. And that's why I was so nervous and excited to talk to you because I'm I'm, I'm having all those feelings all over again. It's just, oh, excellent! It's excellent. just a, it's that you exciting. Know, as we should, because the universe is is very immersive. <laughs> it is. Hey, people. people uh, here's a cosmic perspective for you. They say, okay, you know the billionaire boys race, right? Space race, and so they're going up in their in their space craft, right? And you say, well, ask how far away from Earth do they go? That, that's a perfectly sensible question. If Earth were a schoolroom globe, how far from Earth do they go? Well, they go about the thickness of two dimes above huh? Earth's surface. What? Yes. See, that, that, see, huh? that, see, that, 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 that. So, uh, as an astrophysicist, I can't think of that as space. I'm sorry. Space is going somewhere with a destination. And so... So, so when people, so when people say, "Do you ever want to go into space?" If I know that that's not in my near future, I'll just simply say, "We are residents of Earth, and Earth is in space." Oh my I'm good gosh! With that for now, <laughs> mind blown. Oh, he's, he's Mister Mind Blower. What? Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, Doctor Doctor Mind Blower. So, are you telling me that despite what we were sold, William Shatner has not boldly gone where no man has gone before? Because we've all been there. He has boldly gone where hundreds have gone before. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. This has been a thrill. Yeah. And I, and for, for both of us and everybody listening, and we're going to make sure everybody knows exactly, you know, the, the where, when, why, how to come see you. And, and your book is out. Yeah, the book is out. They may be selling the book. I don't know. But it's, it's not specifically a book tour. It's because I was invited to give a talk. And I have a list of about 15 possible talks I can give, and that's handed to the host of the theater, and they pick one. Ah. So I, come up, I show up, and I, and I give that talk that they select. And so if it happens to overlap with a book that I've written, that's fine. But that's not – I'm not trying to force-feed anything to anyone. I'm a servant of your curiosity, and I, and I aim to feed that as, a, as an educator. Oh, I, ah. I, I, couldn't, I thought I loved you as much as I could, but I couldn't love you any more than at this moment right now. Wow. Okay. Well, thank thank you, you so much for your time. I'm, 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 this quote is in my head all of a sudden. I want to share with you that some people leave footprints, but you're blazing a trail. And even though it's, I'm sure in your mind, it's the trail that's been blazed by the ones before you. But man, the path you're leaving with these young people who learned about you through Big Bang and all of a sudden, you know, space was cool again. It's like 1969 all over again. Just oh, right. That thank was the you. whole mood and attitude back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank yeah, you for the all Mars you do. Now. The yeah. Mars generation. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Neil, I love you so much. I just wanted to confess oh, that one last one, time. With one thought. I'll okay. leave you one thought. You know we have like 5,000 known exoplanets in the catalog. These are, cat these are planets orbiting other stars, right? Uh -huh. In 19 in 1995, the number was zero. So what I do with almost every audience I'm in front of, I say, who here was born after 1995? And then some number raises their hands. And then I say, I now declare you Generation X, so planet. <laughs>
while we have known about other planets in the galaxy. And so that's a special time to be alive. It really is. It's Gosh, a thrill. It's so much to think about when, when even every sentence you say leaves me pondering the universe. <laughs> and isn't that what you're after, though? You know? That's kind of the goal here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of the goal. Wow. Well, it was, it was very exciting to get a chance to talk to you and safe travels when you're on the road. And, well, and thank you. Thank you very much. Please thank you. Thank always you accept the invitation from the Florida Theater because I want to see you as much as possible. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that standing invitation. And even if you're <laughs> the only one in the audience. <laughs> thank you so much, thank do- you, uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. All right. Thanks for Bye-bye. having me. Well, how you feel? Uh, how do you feel? I mean, he lives up to the hype. I mean, he's so cool. <laughs> Can I say? He's so... I mean, he's just amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson will be at the Florida Theater Tuesday night, this coming Tuesday. So if you're listening after January 10th, it's already happened. Tickets are available at floridatheater.com. And thank you for listening to the show after the show. 